Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to season two of that Gabby Roslin podcast back with more absolutely blooming fantastic guests. I absolutely love Anastasia and so thrilled that we got to have our natter. The two of us could talk for hours. She has some amazing stories after 20 years in the music industry. We talk about her love for musical theatre, performing with one of her heroes, Celine Dion, and what advice Pavarotti gave her. We also discuss her survival from breast cancer and various health issues, which she's always so open about in order to help others. Plus, writing and performing the title track in a new film called American Night, and her plans to release new music and her tour next year, and I will be in the front row for that. Please, can I ask you a favour? Would you mind, please, following and subscribing, please, by pressing the follow or subscribe buttons, please? This is completely and utterly free, by the way. And then you can also rate and review on Apple Podcasts, which is the purple app on your iPhone or iPad. Simply scroll down to the bottom of all of the episodes and you'll see the stars where you can tap and rate. And also, please write a review. Thank you so much. How many places was that? Probably too many, but please, thank you. I love you, I love you, I love you. Shut up! <laughs> you know I do. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I How mean, are you? I mean... It's too long. I know, it's way too long, and this is such a tease. <laughs> I know, we're so close and yet so far yes, away because you're in the States and I'm here. Exactly. Um, oh, my God. Beautiful girl. How have you been? You know... I, you know, what, how have we all been? Jesus. Uh, we're doing okay. Me and my family are really close. Uh, my mom is living with me. My brother lives with my sister and we live about, uh, a mile away from each other. So we have pretty much turned into like, uh, like a small hobbit family that never leaves the home. Yeah. Like we know more about each other than we ever did. And in fact, it's fun because it's adult time as opposed to when we were kids back in the day all together. So it's, it's, is that your mom? I can hear there talking just then. Did she say it's like the Beverly Hillbillies? uh, No, that would be my sister. (laughs) Who, oh. who has all the technical uh, parts of the brain that I do not. <laughs> yes. Did I meet your sister? Of was course she, she did. You? She's always yes. with me. She's my shadow. Oh, my God. She's the best parts of me that would be able to make me think. And then, like, the singing part is the only gene I got. And then there's Sean. And she's the rest of me. <laughs> Oh, just how lovely, though, to to speak to you. And it's so weird because everything, obviously everything, everyone was so far apart and so far away. But watching you on Instagram and on socials, I sort of felt that you were still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, that's been, that's been so vital, it's, hasn't it? It's so interesting, Gabby, because remember when I was on Lotto with you 
and you I were never like, because oh everything my God. went wrong. No, yes. everything went wrong in the show, but you were like, ugh, my daughter's trying to get me into Instagram. And yeah. You hated yeah. it. And I was like, girl, it's the new age. You think I want to do it? I don't want to do it, but we've got to. We're the, we're the older generation trying to understand this new technology, blah, blah, blah. And here but you it's are. Fun, here isn't you it? are going outfit of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but it is good fun and you said that totally. and it is good fun yes. because I don't take myself very seriously exactly. I really don't exactly and that's why people love to see that they love to see our normal weirdoness of who we are naturally because obviously we have to be serious or or at least semi-professional in what we do for a living but then our regular days are you know whether your daughter is catching your angle wrong in your special weekly post <laughs> or your husband's talking back to you. That's the stuff that makes it just yummy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you know, it's been so interesting. I've, I've disappeared into Anastasia land today oh. because oh. obviously I've interviewed you a few times and we know each other. Yes. But yeah, I was watching everything and I, you, I mean, I, you know, I think you're fabulous and we have such a laugh together. But it's so interesting how people are to you. Your fans are incredible. They're they really, really are. they're really passionate, aren't they? They're they very are. loyal, very passionate. And because it's been so many years, I've known so many of these fans. Like I've stayed not stayed in touch like, "Hey girl, I'm going to call you." But they've really come to each concert. I've seen them uh be very young. And I've also seen them have kids, get divorced, get married. Um, wow. And they share all this stuff with me that, you know, they send me letters. I read that. And, you know, I mean, I can't read every single thing in my life. I'm not going to claim to be the Dalai Lama of, of memory, but <laughs> I, I really do know these fans quite well. And I kind of know some of them, I really do know by their handle even, um, and so I'm aware of who they are as long as they put their picture, not my picture up. <laughs> Cause then it's so much harder for me to be like, well, which one is this? Cause it's my picture. I don't know what this is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, do you know, but it is incredible cause I was reading all the stuff and all the, well, you know, I went onto YouTube and I was reading comments and the whole thing. And it, I actually felt, I, I mean, you know, I do adore you and, mm. But this incredible wave of um, real respect, actually, I'm going to use that word, respect, that mm. they have for you, because you're so open with them that they feel they can be open with you. And you ha you are incredibly open. You really yes. are. And you and I have spoken off screen. And, mm -hmm. and the same as you get off screen, you get on screen with you. You know, you say it as it is. You're very honest about everything in life. Well, it just, I don't, it's not a persona what I am as Anastasia the singer and then Anastasia yeah. inside her house. Um, obviously, maybe it's bigger and I'm, you know, putting certain things uh, in perspective when I'm on stage. I'm pouring more of myself out because you have to touch the person in the back row, you know. Yeah. Um, but when, especially this whole Instagram life or if I'm talking to someone, I am really doing the best at saying to them, I know that my life doesn't seem attainable to you, but we really are like so much alike. I've had really bad things happen in my life. I've had not so great health issues, but if I really concentrated on all those things, I would not have fun. Yeah. So yeah. other than that, you know, it's really the perspective of, taking whatever it is that's maybe not so great and find a way through it. Even if you think it's the darkest moments, you have to believe that there is something past this. That it's very interesting. Cause I, one of the things that I'd, I'd never seen you talk about before was that you didn't believe that the, the kid that wore glasses and had this incredible voice would ever amount to anything whatever oh, be signed I was no. really shocked by that I didn't realize you didn't believe in yourself I you know I think it's just sort of like 
I didn't think I had really anything to offer more than other people. And I think that if we really do look back on ourselves, our, our inside voice, um, our inner dialogue was way more critical growing up. And mine never was told you're awful, you're ugly or anything, but for some reason that was sort of my narrative with me is that everyone else looked amazing and great and so talented and so funny, but I wasn't. So then there's my, you know, real passion or need to want to even be better. So maybe that was my drive. If I look at it all like therapeutically or try to really look at it with a fine tooth lens, I was going to say fine tooth comb, but that doesn't. Yeah, that's the, that's the expression. <laughs> yeah, that's the expression. You know, I'm just going to make my own stuff up since you know we that. are yeah, we are in a pandemic and things just you can't expect my brain to fine work tooth anymore. lens. Yeah, okay. I don't know what a tooth lens is, but we'll stick with it. I know that that is probably going to be the uh, uh, headline of this amazing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my life is a fine tooth lens and um and I I just uh and I maybe that's why my fans uh when I wrote my music and I didn't even realize what I was writing uh, as far as feelings because I was just writing what really? I was feeling but in the sense of when I'm writing it I'm going through it. So when I was writing songs at the heart of everything, I was writing things that I've experienced writing things that I knew, writing things that I saw. So obviously that was something everyone saw. And once I felt like I wasn't alone in all this, that other people went through this, was when I realized how amazing music is and how much it can transform. And, and oh, wow, like these kids, and not kids, but these fans feel the same thing I feel. And oh my goodness, how did that, how does that work? What, like, it was all surreal, but also really, really, really busy all at the same time. So did I really get a chance to absorb that early on in my career? No, I got more of a chance to observe it later on in my career of realizing that a song I wrote about, let's say, um, a guy named Jim. I'm just bringing up a name. No, there is no guy named Jim in my life. But <laughs> if I wrote a song about a guy named Jim, 10 years later, it has to do with maybe, you know, uh, a loss in my life. Yeah. Because words, I always used words in a metaphoric way to, so that I could draw a picture, but I didn't want it to ever be too specific. I wanted everyone to be able to relate to the feeling and not the subject. So before um, the the singer that everybody knows you as, you were a dancer, of course, I'm with Salt and Pepper, and you were a backing vocalist. And did you know? I don't think backing vocalists get enough praise, and I've heard you Ooh, talk about girl. that as well. They you are, are so, right. so important. There's an amazing documentary. Have you seen the documentary about? Yes, won the Oscar. <gasps> yes, definitely. Oh, um, my they're word. the backbone. They really are just as vital as drums yeah because they're the harmonies they're the chorus they're the the when you sing a verse and something grabs you in that verse you don't realize oh there was a harmony there was a melody there was an a, a high note on top of that main note so i think that uh people don't realize how much um the harmonies which is what i call them and they can call them background singers all they want but i just think they're part of the song. They're they're the equal part of me oh, singing because it wouldn't be the same. Then it's called an acoustic, you know. Twenty feet from stardom. Oh my God! See, there we go. Oh, thank you, girl. Thanks for <sighs> Google. <laughs> yes, yes, and it is. It is. I loved that title because it really was. You know, you're on stage and you are. You know, twenty feet from this person who's the quote unquote singer. And, but nobody knows. Nobody really did you get the, did you feel looked after when you were doing that? I, you know, I didn't really do it to the capacity that I was like their position. Um, cause they were much higher than I was when I did, uh, singing, I was singing with two other guys 
um, harmonies singing other people's songs in a, like, uh, what do you call that? Like a band that is at a disco or a band right, that's okay. at a bar. So that was my kind of thing where we were equally sharing leads on a microphone. And then when he would do a lead, I would be singing the high note. And, and when I would do a lead, somebody would take the high and the low and we'd all sing what we needed to sing. But that was how I kind of learned like old school chops was when I did that in my 20s. That's, but that's a great way to learn. What yeah. a way to learn. Yeah. So, but then when you broke through, obviously I'm Out of Love was just enormous here. And, and my 14-year-old knows the words of most of your songs because they're, they're no, she, no, she loves them, but they've, everyone knows them. And I said to her earlier, how do you know that song? Mm. She said, because you just, well, we do. And it was really Aww. interesting. It wasn't, oh, I've seen it in Glee or I've seen whatever, whatever, whatever. It was, well, right. you just do. People just know it. That must be, that must be quite an extraordinary feeling. The people just know it. Well, and and it has, because those songs like were, let's say, happening at a certain period of time in, let's say, uh, one to five years, let's say five years uh, of heavy play, there's a lot of internal play that happens, playlists, this thing, that thing, um, and if they have parents, quote unquote, you, that yeah. might happen to play it on, uh, you know, on her station, AKA you. Um, <laughs> so I do feel like they've heard it enough in a, in a grocery store. These are things that sort of, I still hear people that I love, whether it's the Eagles or something just randomly uh, playing at the gas station or <laughs> the grocery store or the, the the boots and you end up hearing these things and they kind of are once you hear it you've always heard it and maybe if you do like it you go and see what the words are but I've realized that there's so many songs that I know from when I was young that you didn't really realize how much you knew about the band Chicago or the Eagles or um Fleetwood Mac, but I realized that that was kind of probably my mom's radio on in the car. Yes, but you it's know? still it's still the fact that your songs have become so incredibly known and famous. That how does that? What does it feel like? You know, I mean, it sounds really amazing when you say it. Yeah, it <laughs> is amazing. Like, how great is that? But I don't really feel that, like, I don't feel the way that it sounded when you said it. Like, oh, I'm grateful, but I think that every single month and every single year, there's so much music that comes out that I am grateful I've had, and you can call it my time or my songs, that have had their place in history and continue to have their place in the current time and hopefully in the future, but I'm grateful for what I've been given already. And we're now even on different platforms. We're on streaming, we're on different things, and still I'm getting the opportunity to be listened to. And so I'm grateful for that because there is so much music coming out that where do we all fit in, honey? Like, I can't rap. Okay, so what is yeah? But you, you know, do what you do, and you do it. You're yes. one of the best. So and I, I haven't do. gone into auto tune, and so there are limits to what I'm capable of doing with current music, and I'm okay with that. You know, I don't need to all of a sudden put auto tune or get a bunch of rappers or change my style yeah. to what is happening now because I enjoy whatever different people are doing. If they feel convicted doing that, I embrace that. But all of a sudden, if I went to go do that, I'd feel, I don't know, is the word thirsty there, I guess? It's interesting because some do. Um, I know. I, I, actually, weirdly, I'm thinking of this, probably the same woman that you're thinking of, but, but she's ever <laughs> evolving and changing. And Absolutely. And, you know, good on people to do that. I'm not commenting that people should not. 
I'm saying that my particular um, a one track trick pony no, is no, no, really no, no, no. comfortable Sorry. in her lane. No, if you know what no, I mean. No, you are not. You, you've got many tricks. I've seen you. Okay, girl, you've got many okay. tricks. Slow it down. Slow it down. I'm not going to do a rap album. <laughs> okay, let's just keep it real. Okay, um, listener. Listener, I just want to say, and I know you have more listeners, but I like to call them listeners since I've been listening to podcasts all locked down. Listener, I promise I'm not going to do a rap album. So please just don't wish for it. And there we go. It's okay, been said. Okay, got, you got it, got it out there. But I love the fact that you say, and I presume you're still like this, that you you always want to learn. You want to carry on learning new things, which is a great percent, hundred percent. I think everyone should learn. Does it really mean that I want to do something completely out of my comfort zone, more than just a second of it? No. Yeah. But you know, uh, find out about it, learn about it. Um, absolutely, but change who I am as a singer Anastasia no I'm really comfortable with who I kind of dug my little carved out niche to be and I'm so okay to still be wearing jeans and a leather jacket good (laughs) you know I'm still okay with you know when I want to wear my glasses I can when I don't want to wear my glasses I can like I'm still okay being that person you it's very interesting because I was reading as well about how you did the uh, VH1 Divas Las Vegas, and you, you know, there's you, Celine Dion, Cher, Mary J. Blige, some awesome women. And there is, I feel that there's such incredibly, you're very, you, I feel that you're very powerful because you know what you want, you're very strong. And to be amongst those women, that must, there must be a wonderful, I, I don't want to say sisterhood. <laughs> But I'm going to use sisterhood for the right reasons. Uh, First of all, I was very, very grateful to be on the show. I was probably the least, 100% the least famous artist on that show at the time. Maybe me and I don't know how far Shakira had come in her career. But every other woman on that stage was beyond. And then given a chance to sing a duet with Celine Dion was... No one wanted to sing the song she was choosing, ironically. She wanted to choose ACDC, Shook Me All Night Long. And she actually probably (laughs) asked every single other person and then came to me. And I was like, I'll do it. You know, so believe it or not, that I, I don't know if it's the truth. I don't know. You know, you never know what the truth is these days. But it ended up that that's, I was the one who sang it with her. And it was like, such a fantasy dream because I was listening to her records, trying to sing like her. And because I couldn't, I would think, you know, years and years before I can't be in this business if I can't sound like her. Wow. You know, and then I'm on stage with her and she's playing air guitar with her leg. (laughs) I mean, who who knew? (laughs) Do you know what? I imagine her being that sort of person. And I love that you've got that out of her. She's great. Uh, She is phenomenal. She has given me some great advice um, over the uh, few years that um, we had opportunities of being together and talking um, towards the beginning of my career. And I think that really did help. Um, Certain advice that I've gotten from certain people etched uh, me not pushing myself as hard as I was pushing myself vocally and emotionally it definitely took it down a notch to help me with not going absolutely bonkers during those times of, of such fame. That's very interesting. Can you, can you, other people's advice, can you share that or is it something that you keep in your heart and that's, it's your, it's your business? You know, she, well, yeah, I don't want to necessarily, uh, you know, shout out what she said to me because I'll take all the dreams away. But, um, but yes, it was very, very, I can share, um, my Pavarotti advice Ooh, to you. Yes. I know. Let's just, let's just name drop again. Whoops, yes. There it is. Um, wow. So, uh, Pavarotti and I were able to sing in Italy. He had a show called Pavarotti and Friends. 
and um, I got an opportunity to be on the show. It was a live recorded show in Italy on a beautiful stage outside, gorgeous, romanticist. And I was on stage. I got to sing one of my songs by myself. And then I got to sing one of my songs with him. And he sang his part in Italian. Wow. So the ballad that I that he chose to sing was called oh. I, I Ask of You. And he... So we had rehearsals and we're doing stuff. And I'm just like, is this real? I mean, he looks like, he doesn't even look real. He's too, he looks too much like Pavarotti. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, this is just really wild. Um, the last place I thought this little sprock chick was going to pop up, which is right next to an icon that is not even something I can do. And so I asked him, I was like, you'll never get this opportunity, young lady. So I just said, can you give me any advice on singing? And he said, what advice do you want? Well, what are you talking about? Um, and I said, am I singing right? Am I singing correctly? And, and I just wanted, I never warmed up. I never did any of those things. So I just want to know, am I singing right? Am I going to hurt myself? Like, I just don't know any of that. And he said, from what I can hear and what I can see, if you were singing wrong, you would never be able to sing as long as you've been singing already. You would have lost your voice. What you are doing naturally is right. Your instincts were not taught. They are instinctual. And he said, so keep doing what you're doing. And it seems as though try not to let other people tell you how to do what you're doing. You know, and I was like, oh, my God, that's great advice. So that really helped because I'm watching him like, Bobby, blah, 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 you know, like doing all these warm ups. And in my life, I go straight on stage without vocally warming up. And it's always been what I do. And I don't sing when I'm home and I don't live, sleep and breathe music. But when I do it, I do it with everything I have. And so is that my method? Maybe. Um but it is that thing that most people are like, I've never had a voice teacher. Not that I've never had a point where my voice kind of goes, okay, girl, you need a rest. But, um, but yeah, that was my Great moment. advice though, just to yeah. be, be satisfied, you know, and be happy in what you're doing because it's right for you. Yeah. And I think that he understanding at that time, what I didn't know what he was saying was where you are going for your notes. You're going for them correctly. Did I understand what he meant at the time? Absolutely not. But I remember he kept on doing this kind of like as if you're diving into something. And it means that when you're going to approach a note and it's a higher note and I'm trying to make it not sound, but sound, you are using this part of your directional to make it be a belt, not a falsetto, but in a way where you're not scrunching your vocal cords and, and making your neck tight. You're still allowing the voice to go out. Now, I don't understand why and how I did that, but it is how you should do it if you were going to go to school. Have you done musicals? I know you did, you were on the score of um the you were on the soundtrack rather of Chicago the movie. I was. But why have you never been Mama Morton in the in the show? Because you'd make well, an amazing mama. My darling, shan't you bring that up as we speak just before the lockdown, I kid you not. In Holland, which is the third largest musical market um in our world, uh I was able to play Killer Queen in We Will Rock You. Oh, my goodness. And I will say that that was so much fun. It was my first musical, super, super professional musical. I would do West End now that I've done that. I'm not saying that I'm like the most amazing actress, but musical-wise, I think I could handle being able to take a character on um, oh, or, yes. you know, possibility. It's a lot of, it, it is a lot of work and it isn't. 
if you want to think about it that way. Like I do, sometimes I do five regularly, uh, five days a week. And then maybe the fourth week I'll do four shows a week. And that's me singing two hours a day. Um, but the weird thing about theater is, you know, you have to do your show and then you have like eight some shows days a or week. two. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes yeah. it's two. And what happens, I think for most people is your voice is warmed up. It's great. It's wonderful. Then it gets cold and then it warms up again. And is that, that's where you can, you know, one, one false move of staying up late or laughing with someone can ruin your whole week, you know? Yeah. It's and true. I have a very strong constitution of, um, of, of just not being a bad girl when it comes to working. I know that my first priority is to hit all those high notes. So I really have no life um, when I'm on the road. So the pandemic has been, you know, I think I've prepared myself <laughs> unknowingly for being in this pandemic and not going crazy. But I can absolutely see you. They're, they're, gonna, they're all going to be jumping at that now. They'll be like, yes, Anastasia, no. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. <laughs> do you know, it's, it, it's very interesting. Also, when I was looking at all this stuff... Obviously, we're going to talk about um, your health because we will talk about that and you talk about it very openly and you help a lot of people with that. But something that I noticed and it was I got I got quite defensive um, and mm. of you and I wanted to protect you, which I didn't didn't. I, I was very shocked looking back at old interviews, how much people talked about your breasts I mean, before I mean, I, yeah, before just, I got before I yes. got them reduced. Oh, what girl, on was earth like, was that? About? Oh, they loved them. They were just out for the you know out for the dangling, and I just didn't want to be defined by them. Also, they were quite big for a small girl. What and... a thing that these guys! Oh my god, can you imagine that happening now? I mean, it's disgusting. Well, and to be honest, this is me, like. I was able to go go to try to touch them and I'll probably kick you in the face. But I I knew the banter. I knew what it was all about. And if someone is going to be that kind of a person, I didn't ever feel the victim. That's no, I the know difference. that. Oh, I know that. I absolutely yeah. know that. So I never really felt the victim. So even though I can look back on certain things in my career and go, well, that was hashtag me too. But I, I did not like having sizable breasts my whole life. I was not into them. I didn't like when they started to grow very early. I And then being a dancer, it's not one of the best things you can have or being somebody who wants to jump around on stage. So I really have to like 
anchor them down. And I couldn't do what the other girls that didn't quite have them pop stars um, at that time, 25 years ago, they were kind of little girls. So they didn't really have all that stuff going on. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, I'm lucky I went for a breast reduction. That's how I found That's cancer. That's how you found it, isn't so it? So I just say as much as I didn't like them, they were God's blessing to bring me to find out I had cancer. So all of it is full circle. It all goes down to you may not like something, but you never know what it is until later on to why you didn't like something. And then you make a decision. And then there you go. You find the cancer and... Then I go, thanks, boobies, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, um, it's a great way of looking at it. But, I mean, you're, you're very you, – you do speak about your breast cancer and, and you've had cancer twice and you've got um, heart disease and, and your Crohn's and you're so open about all of this. And that's what – I'm going back to where we started with your fans because there are a lot of people who don't want to discuss these things. And I know you've raised huge amounts of money as well for breast cancer charities yes. and you would work – for HIV and AIDS charities. But but let's just go to, to your own health issues first, if we may. That mm-hmm. that being so open about it, not only have you helped lots of people, but am I right in thinking that that's also helped you cope with it? I mean, having cancer twice and 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 talking about it so openly, that did that help you as well? Um in the moment, did I really realize it was helping me? Not so much. I was doing it to help others. Wow. So that's okay. always been my thing. My my thing was, oh my God, I just found out all these statistics about breast cancer that I never knew. I got to share it with as many people as I can before I die. That's that was incredible. sort of where I was coming from. When, I, when I've been living with with Crohn's disease and being able to display this, this, uh, scar on my stomach, it was like, yeah, you guys got to realize that if you're really high stressed and you hold stuff in and you're not communicating that the Crohn's disease can be worse. And I think if we balanced our life a little bit better emotionally, that physically you would not really probably be as sick but of course, during my career, as it got busier and busier, I was in Crohn's attacks all the time, which people never knew about, yeah. which is why in my career, I would be small. I would be quite small and look like I was lifting weights, but it was just I had no body fat because I was in a Crohn's attack, but I had to work. So um, I I think what I do see is that I understand why people don't want to say what they're going through health-wise or what's happening because it ends up defining you more for that than the actual thing that got you known. Right. So I okay. will say that now the first question that a lot of people talk about is, well, how are you feeling? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Well, I'm not dead yet, you yeah. know. Like, I'm here, I'm talking to you. But I do appreciate that they acknowledge that I have been through a lot and I don't, mean to speak about it to play a violin for myself but I also try to speak about it whether it's my you know uh including my recent which is my neck surgery yeah which I've had for the last 20 years and it's just gotten progressively worse and I decided you know what what have I got to lose at this point I'm they're gonna fuse and I'm gonna have no mobility if I don't get it done now I'm losing the chance of ever being able to flick my hair back and forth. Flick my this hair. was just now. It's just recently, isn't it? Yes, girl. I have two new girls. I haven't really decided to name them yet. They look like <laughs> little spaceships. They have not gotten named. They're just brand new. <laughs> and um, best, best thing I did, I can't believe how much pain I was actually living in because it was chronic pain. At, at times that I just was living with because what else are you going to do? You know, it's kind of like your neck always hurts. Um, you, if you don't wear glasses, everything's blurry. It's kind of until you go to change that thing, you don't realize what you've been living with. So um, very glad I had my cervical disc replacements for two of my discs. I'm grateful. And um and once again, it's another post that just said, you don't have to be scared of 
what this is because we've come such a long way in our surgeries, in our breast cancer, in our AIDS, in all of these terrible things that make people terrified to go and help themselves with that there are ways to get past it, but some people live in constant fear of going to the doctor. So we can't help everyone who sometimes can get paralyzed by just the thought of it. Fear does get in the way so, so right. of so much, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Do you know, you do remind me so much, and, and um, your, your wonderful friend, Michelle Visage, who has been on the <gasps> podcast as well, and you do remind me of each other so much. Well, we are fellow Virgos, and we've known each other since we've been in our early 20s. So we do know each other through each decade and where we've gone and what we've done. And there's such a respect we both have as strong women that, and also not comp, no competition type yeah, of friendship yeah. where I am so happy when something happens for her and I feel equally supported when things happen for me. And we're just there in that way. We don't have to talk every day, but you know, we pick up the phone like we've always been there. That's so lovely. And maybe that is the length of time you know the person and also the respect factor. Um, so I, and I am just, I'm her cheerleader. Like, I think it's so cute when I watch, I was watching Glow Up recently. Yeah. Um, uh, spoiler alert, never saw it before. And so my mom and I became bingeable ladies watching Glow Up Second episode, what? Did not know Michelle was in that. Totally had a moment where I was like, oh my God, and I didn't know while she was doing Strictly, she did that. So, you know, I mean, she works so much, I can't keep up with what she's done. But you remind me of each other so much. It's very interesting, because I, I, I'd never interviewed her before, and I interviewed her, oh. and and we've, you know, been WhatsApping each other. I feel the same about her as I do about you, and when I interviewed her afterwards, I thought, Oh my word! She reminds me so much of Anastasia, and I at that stage I wasn't aware that you two oh my um, God. Were, were friends. I mean, she's she's you you really do remind me of each other. There's this strength. I and, think if we were in the same room together, we might explode too much on camera. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it would be like a, a full on you know a love fest. I don't know if anyone could get a word in edgewise, but we do, we do very much. We're ve very grounded at the same time that we're very OTT. Yeah. But, but you, you're very real. You're both very real. Yeah. Am I right in thinking that she got drag queens for your mom's birthday? Is that yeah! right? Oh my God. Love that. Yes. She, bless her heart, she made it all come true. My mom uh, has always joked about saying, when I get really old and you put me in a home, it better be in a home with tons of gay people so that they all could make me live out my fantasy of just being surrounded by people Drag queens, gays. I want theater around me. I want. I'm with your mom. Um, I'm there. Balls I'm there. And exactly. <laughs> and so when when the birthday of the seventy came up, I was like, "What a good situation." Her birthday's on St. Patrick's Day, so her whole life, everyone's been drunk, but not for her. <laughs> You know what I mean? They've all been lit and loaded and not because it's like, happy birthday, Diane. It's like, you know, they're all loaded and she had never really a birthday that she could remember. So this really was her first birthday that was all about her and a surprise. Oh, and then like amazing. six or seven drag queens Michelle got. And um, it was so much fun. It was beyond. I loved it. Michelle was just on, you know, I mean, God knows, I don't even remember what was happening in the world at that point, but the world stopped for us on that night. It was so fun. Oh my God. That sounds like the best party ever. It really was. And to be honest with you, what I will say is the 70 year old woman slowly started Benjamin buttoning herself and she became yes. like seven years old. <gasps> I swear to God at first she, her, like her, um, her, Tiara never became so straight. Her tutu was in rare form. Like she was like, 
it was a hilarious how how she just started to be like, yay, Diane, yay, like clapping for herself. I was like, oh my God, we That's might so just, she might become an embryo if we continue this party anymore. <laughs> she was, wasn't she an actress? She was, a she was actress, yes, she? she was a musical actress. And so I grew up in theater with my quiet toys, in auditions, going with my mother when, you know, I, she didn't have anywhere to bring me or my sister or my brother at times. And she was always in theater. In fact, fun fact, nobody knows. I'm just going to bust it out on your show. My mom was in a musical called Bag Time with Shelley Winters. And the daughter of my mother played, was Megan Mullally. Oh, my word. Megan Mullally from the fabulous and wonderful Will and Grace. Wonderful. Oh my so God. fun facts that you're finding out that I have never told anyone, oh, I but I felt that. like, why not give you the big news? Your mom, it sounds like the best fun. So she wants to be surrounded oh by so drag queens. I'm, I'm with her. She's been in musicals on Broadway. Hello. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, oh. I will say her being who she was rounded who Sean, me, my brother, we all have an openness to inclusivity into uh, the non-judgmental kind. Don't judge people in, in that way. Like, because my mom kind of always took in the, the people that didn't have anywhere to go for Christmas or, you know, um, here's and there, she'd bring them on board. So we didn't really have as much, restrictions on that level of judging people on your instagram uh, you you put something up one of my favorite shows and i could see you and michelle in it is pose and oh my god billy porter and MJ, i mean they are just i'm obsessed with it i am obsessed Divine. with that show it, you should be obsessed with pose i mean i what i realize is uh, you know if you want to be obsessed with pose michelle is even more of a reason to be obsessed with her because her whole life was living in that world. Yeah. And because she felt like she fit into that world and, and she really was with the houses and with the the um, the whole menagerie of what that part... I wasn't in clubs doing that. I was way too conservative and way too, you know, being able... I never drank. I never did anything like that, but I loved to dance so it was like one club I got to go to. My mother who knew who the owner was, they allowed me to go in. The bouncers would look to make sure that I wasn't, you know, being hit on. If I got an orange juice, I got it from this one bartender. <laughs> I had to drink the whole orange juice. And if I set it down, I wasn't allowed to drink it. Oh, like wow. that was my situation where Michelle was way more in the now. Like she was brought up a little bit more openly, I'm sure, in her upbringing than I was because even though I was surrounded by that as a child in my home, my mom was also way too her, probably her Catholic upbringing was like, they're all going to rape you. They're all going to drug you. So in a way there was like that passive aggressive, like everyone's great, but they're all going to kill you. You know? So I was kind of like a little bit confused as a child, you know, but, um, confused in a good way. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And it, she was it just worked protecting. to my advantage. Yes, of course. She, she's obviously very protective. Yes, very protective. Like I'd come home from the place and she said I had to always kiss her once I came in from the bar, meaning dance club. And she would kiss me, but mainly because she wanted to know if I smelled of alcohol. And I never knew that. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? And so, I, of course, I'd never drank. So that was never going to be the situation. And she was like, you are not to share a cab home with everyone. You're allowed to get in a cab with a bouncer. He sends you home. And then there was a bum that used to live underneath our, our apartment in New York. And she would be like, what time did she come home last night? Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so it's just very interesting kind of childhood that I was not aware of how aware she was of what I was doing but I felt kind of free at the same time. What a clever way to do it. She was clever. Yeah, absolutely was. Um, so always on this podcast that we ask people what makes you properly laugh, what makes you properly belly laugh. You can tell me anything, share anything. Maybe it's 
people, maybe it's situations, whatever. We just love to know what makes you properly laugh. Oh, God. Um, it probably would be people that take make the fun out of themselves. <laughs> it, it could be that kind of thing where yeah. it's when you don't take yourself too seriously. And many people can fit into this category, whether it's um, – Oh goodness! So many comedians. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Just, I don't even know if I can. Uh, no, you name don't need them to name them. them. I, what you answered was perfect. People who yeah. don't take themselves too seriously, because right, and that's a lot of people. You 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 like yeah. to have a laugh with others. Yes, yes, at my own expense. Yeah, like I'm out of love. I mean, seriously, that's how I make a living. <laughs> like singing. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like I made, I, I'm actually still making a living from that crazy stuff I do with how I speak but, in my songs. So uh, that song, oh my God, you just sung a bit of that song. It's just, it's so awesome. Ah! It, it's just but so But that's awesome. the point. Like when someone sings it, that's how I hear them singing me. And it's true. Well, you hear them, you hear them singing. When they take a piss take out of me. Right. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. When they make fun and they go... And they go to sing my song. If they can't really hit those notes, they really do go for the tone <laughs> and the vibe <laughs> and the the whole shebangy. And that makes me laugh even more because I get it. <laughs> like, I didn't get it before my career, but I so get it now that people are going to, you know, like French and Saunders when I was on uh, their show and... Um, and they joked about, I think there was a skit that they did with them being in love with my song. And literally, I they come out of the toilet and here I am washing my hands and she was singing my song the whole time. A really funny skit. You got to look that Fantastic. up. Very, very funny. Fantastic. You said, that's the thing is about not taking yourself too seriously. And, and also, though, you keep saying your career as in the part it's you're still going to be doing it aren't you you're not stopping no oh, darling yes. it's just i mean i'm not stopping but the weird part of this pandemic is we have stopped yeah in reality yes it's true we all are aware of it we all don't have a crystal ball we all don't know how things are going to no you're right ever get back to the way they were they will we don't know when but yes i have stuff in the pipeline yes i have you know, things that, that I'm, that I have in the future. Um, I have a, a movie coming out that I wrote the title track of. Oh, how fantastic. And it's called American Night. Um, it will premiere September 8th, 9th. I forget which day. And I have the soundtrack off of that and I'm in the movie. You're in it as well. Tell us more now, I'm, please, more. Yeah, well, I'm in the movie because I'm singing the song. Let's okay. not go crazy. No, 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 I'm allowed to go crazy. I'm allowed to go crazy. Okay, but I just wanted to, uh, uh, hence, listener, don't expect an Oscar out of this acting experience. I was just singing myself. But I think I was very believable. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah, that would I, be if weird. I don't say so myself, that I sounded just like me. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about well, who's in the film. Tell me about the movie. Um, Jeremy Pivens and Jonathan Reyes Myers. Oh, you know yes, him, he's great. And Emil Hirsch. So there's some really good, wonderful people. David Zed, uh, wonderful actors in the cast. As well as um, myself, How um, the one name. I don't even have a last name. I thought that I would always have a last name if I was an actress, but I didn't. No, you have to. No, you can't. Think you about have that. to. You're, it's Anastasia. You got. You're not allowed another name. That's you. We all know you as that. And the vibe of the movie, um, even though I have not seen it, but because I saw parts of it, it has reminiscent vibes of Quentin Tarantino's Edge oh throughout this mobster kind of movie so um i'm excited to see the premiere i have not seen it so um on when i go there and i get to see the premiere we i'll be the, i'll be seeing at the same time um everybody will review it and uh and and you'll get to probably hear my song maybe sometime before then i don't know how they work that either but um after that in paris i have the global gift gala and that is a wonderful um, foundation 
that is mainly housed by Maria Bravo and Eva Longoria and Victoria Beckham. And they bounced around many, many countries. They continue to raise awareness for many things, many things all women related, whether it's Latin awareness, children hungry, everything that has to do with children and women is part of the Global Gift Gala. And so... Um, Are you performing and next? It? I am going, I'm probably going to sing a couple songs. Oh, fantastic. You know, it's always fantastic. one of those moments. And then starting next year, I've, I've agreed to do the Mighty Hoopla in London, which is going to be June 4th. Um, I was supposed to do it in the pandemic in the 2020, but obviously everything got shut down. So the minute we kind of get shut back into the scene, I was like, let's have a redo. And let's go back and uh, and and do the Mighty Hoopla, which is going to be very fun. And then in the fall of 2022, I will come out with new music and start the tour around Europe and the UK, going into Australia, doing a bunch of things that I should have done 2020, which was my 20th year in music, but had a little bit of a pandemic to deal with, so... We're pushing everything forward and we're hoping that in the fall of 2022, we can start up where we How pause. fantastic. So will pe- people will be able to get tickets soon once once that's all booked in? Just- I would hope so. I'm not quite sure when they're going to go on sale. But yes, we have new music coming out How with exciting. the single. And we also will have probably maybe one more new single coming out this year and then more singles coming out next year. And of course, then you've got the Broadway musical and the, and the West End musical to do fit in as well. Yes, because that you're my agent yeah, yeah, and you are going to, to book me on all of the West End musicals. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to require that you are in the musical with me. So <laughs> can you imagine which the I'm noise sure backstage? More people, oh my God, it would be amazing. They'd be like, shut up. We have people on stage. We're like, wah, 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 wah. And let's just have let's have Maz Murray in as well. Oh, what a and voice. then we all okay. three would have a good old time. Okay, you're on. Oh my word. Okay. Do you know I love? Oh my God. I, do you know what I, I I think I the most? I mean, I adore everything about you. But what I think I really love the most is you have this. You you have this wonderful infectious love of life. And Aww. but you do, and you, and even all the stuff that you've been through, and I love that you don't let that be the first thing because to me you're not Anastasia who's been ill. No, 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 you're Anastasia. This but still, I am. Yes, and that's, but that's where not the you top have to line. empower yourself. It's not the top line. You have to empower yourself that you still are all the things yeah. that you've been, yeah. and that's okay too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're still looking at it as. You, but you're not just Anastasia who had all, yeah, I am. Yeah, but, but that's there's nothing wrong with you. having no, that be amazing. Like you said, you don't want to be defined by it. Exactly. I'm not defined. I'm defined by a, a plethora of things, including a big honking list of diseases. Yeah. Yeah, you got a list. You can have Thank that list. Thank you very much. Yeah, you can have that list. I'm taking that list and I have a feeling <laughs> I may check a few more boxes before I hit the ground, but that's okay. That's all right, so long as you keep doing it and keep, keep I'm being just fabulous. ticking the boxes as I go. It's okay. Yeah. Will you please send your lovely sister my love, but also your mum? I will. I, even though I haven't met your mum, I have completely fallen for her. And uh, yes, you've met her through this. Oh, my word. And if when you come over to the UK in 22 and you do your gigs, I will be in the front row and I hope your mum will be there as well because I'm, I want to Oh my to God, okay, and so I'm going to, I'm now going to say, okay, when you're in the front row, I expect a half top, a crop top. Yeah. I expect yeah, yeah. your boobs to be full out. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I want that all to happen and then I want to shake your hand. Oh my God. <laughs> What's life all about? Oh, you are gorgeous. What are we going to do, gal? Bless you. Bless you. Love to okay, the family. Okay, and I have to say to you and all your listeners, Gabby, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you've done. I appreciate you keeping us still connected to positive, the world, life, still keeping us afloat during all of this 
without you, where would we be without a podcast in these times? And that has really kept me afloat. So I thank you for keeping, you know, a lot of us afloat during all of this. Bless you. You're lovely. You really are. I just think you're so fabulous. Um, carry oh, on well, being as wonderful as you It's a shame that we're are. both in love with each other and you're married. <laughs> I'm going to see Tell you your husband year. to rent you out. Yeah. Okay, good. Next year, it's a date. We're it's getting a day. together. I cannot wait. Thank you for doing this, my darling. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Coming up next week, the award-winning, superb actress and singer, Cynthia Erivo. That Gabby Roslin podcast is proudly produced by Cameo Productions. Music by Beth Macari. Could you please tap the follow or subscribe button? And thanks so much for your amazing reviews. We honestly read every single one and they mean the world to us. Thank you so much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.